Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome, you welcome in. This should be a lot of fun. Really should. Um, in a Twitter thread last month, followed by a subsequent double down on a take just days later, Draymond Green said that professional fe- professional female athletes need to stop complaining. And think of more effective ways to bring in revenue to their leagues and thus boost their pay. Listen, listen, Draymond Green. I'm really tired of seeing them complain 
about the lack of pay because they're doing themselves a disservice by just complaining. They're, they're not just complaining, really. But they are because they're not laying out steps that they can take to change that. And so it, it's coming off as a complaint because the people that can change it, they're just going to continue to say, well, the revenue isn't there. The revenue isn't there. So if you don't bring in the revenue, we can't up your pay. They're going to keep using that. But the reality is, as true as that is, it's an excuse because everyone says, we support women. We support women empowerment. We support women in the workplace. We, we do this for women. We do X for women, blah, blah, blah. And everyone uses it to their advantage. Yet these women are not using these people that are saying those very things to their advantage. So then it just becomes a complaint that falls on deaf ears. Okay, so when you listen, when you listen to that, my, my quick takeaways are that he's actually supporting women and the, their desires to get more pay. But what happens is because you hear in a short snippet complaining and complaining becomes a trigger word, people only react to complaining. First of all, I don't, I, it does to me, whether women complain or don't complain about the, the desire for equal pay, it doesn't matter to me. The, the problem with it is there has to be a reality behind all of their arguments. And that's what Draymond, Draymond's sort of there, but really not there. He's like, well, that's what they're going to keep saying. Cause that's the reality of it. The reality of it is no one's going to pay you more money if they're not making money themselves. There isn't a business. This is the problem with all of these, these arguments to make no sense. I'm told by other people in my industry that, that college athletics is a business. Okay. If it's a business, then they wouldn't have any other sport other than men's basketball and football and occasionally women's basketball, for the most part, most of them lose money a lot. Some of them lose, lose a lot of money. College baseball is much the same. A lot of them lose money. Some of them break even. Very few small minority of them make money. So if you say, hey, we're only doing money makers, there's a lot of men, women's basketball programs and baseball programs and wrestling programs and soccer programs. They are not, that, that is not how you run a business. Do you guys know the company Cole Haan? You know Cole Haan? Remember when you were kids, like Cole Haan's like, man, Cole, you have the Cole Haan's. Like my dad was a Florsheim guy, which is the level below. It's like if Cole Haan is Banana Republic, it's like Gap. It's not quite Old Navy, but it's like Gap. So Cole Haan going back, I'm going to say like 20 years ago, Nike bought Cole Haan and they, they bought it. Uh, so they could get kind of into the dress shoe market. And they smartly, if you ever had a pair of Kohans, they like put the aerosol into the Kohans. Now, I don't know if you know this, but also Nike got some of their patents from Koh- that they could use from Kohan and they could use it within their own shoes. But the big thing was like, you saw a lot of guys start rocking Kohans, but like, man, they got an aerosol in them. These are super light and comfortable and they're not even like dress shoes. Did you know that Nike sold Kohan? You know why? Wasn't because they weren't wasn't making money. Nike wants every part of their business making growing at a rate of twelve percent per year. And I think Kohan was like at eight percent. 
That's how you run a business. You And so they sold it. They made money on it, but it wasn't making enough money on the daily basis. So they sold it to make some money on the purchase and to get, to get it off their books. So again, if you're going to tell me that college athletics is a business, that's fine. Okay. But they don't pay taxes and they carry dead weight of, of parts of the business that don't make any money. They just lose money. And those wouldn't actually exist. Okay. Now the same works for women's professional sports. I, I'm not going to dispute what women should and shouldn't make women's tennis players. You know, like the whole argument was how long are they playing? Like, look, if the sponsorship dollars are equal or greater than that of the men's uh, tennis, because there, there have been times in which women's tennis has been more popular and uh, in, in some eras than men's men's tennis. If, if that's the case, then they absolutely deserve to be, to get more money. Absolutely. I am Noah's and the women's professional basketball players. If, if, um, if WNBA teams make more money, okay, generate more net revenue, not gross net revenue, then the women should get to paid more. And it's like, this is basic cause and effect. And the same thing goes for the women's national soccer team. Like I've seen that. Well, look at how much more we made here. Like, yeah, it was a world cup year on the other years. You don't make nearly as much money. The men generate more money. They actually get a smaller piece of the pie. It's just a much bigger pie. So Megan Rapino, of course, very outspoken star player for the women's national team. Um, during a call Wednesday with reporters, she says that, uh, Green's take on the gender pay cap was disappointing. It's really unfortunate. Somebody in Mr. Green's position, having all the resources that he has and the ability to have a much more educated opinion that he just doesn't. That's frustrating. That's the take you have. You obviously showed your whole ass, not even understanding what we talk about all the time, WNBA players and us on the national team. And what Sue Bird said, you, you tagged the wrong people. You don't think we asked for more money. I mean, what are we screaming about? Nonstop. Now, again, you're not listening. Women always say that to guys. They'll be like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Huh? What did you say? I wasn't listening to you. Anyway, like, Megan Rapinoe's not actually listening. He's not saying, don't ask for more, like, ask for more money. He's saying, find ways to make more money for your bosses, for your team, and then you will get more money because more money equals more revenue. You're worried about the wrong things. Very true. Crazy true. You can tell me like what's fair and what's not fair. Like, look, you're not going to win any argument over what's fair and what's not fair. When somebody opens the books and is like, wait, this makes 10 X to your X, but do you want to be paid a level of commensurate with 10 X? Like that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. The employees fighting for more money over the employers is a tale as old as time. It happens in every business. And you sit there going like, we make how much? And I get paid how much? Well, that doesn't make sense. And so you have to, you can go across the street to a competitor. You can start your own thing. Like there's a bunch of different deals. I mean, the reason NBA players and WNBA players don't start their own leagues is because it costs too much money and it bankrupted by the time they ever got it started. Besides, the other leagues already have the TV deals and everything else, all and the arenas, everything else wired. Like Megan Rapinoe, no one's saying that you're not. This is like I was watching the 
Women's National Championship the other night. And I was like, man, this is a great game. They're fun, good games. Just not as many people care or watch. So there's not the sponsorship revenue. So you don't get the money. So you actually lose money in the event. So it's not as well supported because that's how you do things. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Antonio Daniels joins us, NBA champion, 13-year NBA veteran. Of course, he's also the color analyst for the New Orleans Pelicans uh, TV network. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, Okay, so you saw the Nets last night, and obviously Kyrie (laughs) just doing unworldly, uh, ridiculous stuff. Um, Do you think that they can win in the playoffs with the type of offensive weaponry they have, and yet the obvious notable flaws defensively they have. Yes. 
I, I do. Um, you know, my 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 SiriusXM show just ended, Doug, and I said on my SiriusXM show, I, I think this Brooklyn Nets team has the most firepower in NBA history, and I stand by that. You have the three best one-on-one players in the league right now, all on the same team. And when you take those three away, then you add in a LaMarcus Aldridge, though at the end of his career still effective, a Blake Griffin, though at the end of his career still effective, and a Joe Harris. Yeah, it's very difficult for me to see a Philadelphia 76ers team the way currently constructed, a Milwaukee Bucks team the way currently constructed, even the Los Angeles Lakers team the way currently constructed to defeat this Brooklyn Nets team four out of seven times. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the the question is going to be defense. So doesn't, doesn't defense, you were part of a championship team, championship culture, doesn't defense win championships? You know what, Doug? We are in a different NBA. Defense is not, it, it's not what it once was. And no disrespect to anyone. We don't, the league, there are certain things in this league that were once valued that aren't valued anymore. You think about it. Someone like Andre Drummond, who was probably the best rebounder on the league, was, sitting the bench in street clothes for the Detroit Pistons and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. You think of someone like Hassan Whiteside, who is a shot blocker and rebounder, signed a minimum contract with the Sacramento Kings. So the things that were once valued in, to, in the NBA aren't valued the same. You know what I mean? Who is, who is this Bruce Bowen or Tony Allen? Who are those guys in today's NBA when we talk about defense? with the way that the rules are, where you can't touch guys. You can't even really contest guys' shots without it being a flagrant foul. So my question would be, I understand we can talk about defense. Daryl Morris said it years ago. This is the arms race. And what the Brooklyn Nets did is they accumulated as much firepower as possible. That's going to be hard to defeat come playoff time. You get a chance to see Zion every day, and the numbers, obviously, that, that we see are spectacular. Obviously, the finishes are incredible. Uh, but what about everything else? The defense, his body, his jump shooting. It, 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 how is he progressing in those areas? Okay, so the question, you say his body. What about his body? Well, just the, the question was always, could his body not break down, right? And what was it? What was it? What's the, what's the playing weight? Does he look? Cause there were times last year where he was playing like, mm, doesn't okay. look as sharp. But, now, look, so I've not- seen him in person. Go ahead. Okay, but the thing is, Doug, we continue to go to this narrative about Zion, and we keep talking about last year. When this year, there's been no issues, obviously, with his body. He's playing in back-to-back. He's playing, you know, 34 minutes a night. We can go back to last year and create a narrative about anything because last year he came in and he was on a minutes restriction for a lot of the season. Then the season was suspended. He came back. He was in the bubble then had to leave the bubble for a good amount of time, and then he returned back. So we never saw Zion at full strength last year. But now coming into this year, being completely healthy, not on the minutes restriction, playing in back-to-back, we see what that looks like. And when we talk about a jump shot, that's going to come in time. But the the argument that I make with Zion a lot of times is the argument that I made with Shaquille O'Neal. And obviously there's a difference in size, but dominance is the same. Why would I shoot a jump shot if you can't stop me from getting where I want to go? He's leading the NBA right now on points in the paint every night. 
and teams are, are scheming to stop him every night. They know what's coming, but to know what's coming and stop what's coming is different. And I think Rick Carlisle paid him the best compliment. He said he did the Shaquille O'Neal force of nature with a point guard skill set. Think about that. If you let that kind of marinate for a minute, what that looks like in a player. Yeah, but like, look, as we've seen with, with the Ben Simmonses, and I understand, different player. I completely get it. Okay, different level of explosiveness. But when, as, as tight as the officiating is in the regular season, it gets different in the postseason. And look, in order to, for LeBron to become a mega superstar and win championships, it's been confidence in his jump shot. And again, I understand they're different players. But you have to be able to shoot the basketball once, you get, once it gets more physical and in the playoffs they can set their matchups a little bit better to you. I, I, I fully understand that he's a game-changing athlete and why take a mid-range pull-up when you can get to the rim. But I'm, just, I'm asking in terms of you're watching him and evaluating him, is he improving at the proper rate to where ultimately it'll get there? Yes, because the thing with Zion now that you didn't see last year is he's actually, when he does shoot that three-point shot, he is shooting it with, without hesitation. And that's my big thing. You know, you know, last year he didn't really take very many of them. He doesn't take a whole lot of them now, but when he's shooting them now, he's shooting them without hesitation. His free throw has, has improved. He's up over 70% now from the foul line. So, it, 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 And again, we're talking about a young man, Doug, that He's only played 70 games total. And I know it seems like he's been in the league for longer because that 70 games has come over three different stints. But we're talking about a young man that's played 70 games and probably 20 of those 70 games that we're talking about, 15 to 20 of those games have been under a minutes restriction. So, yeah, he has the work ethic. He has a great shooting coach in Fred Vincent. And you are starting to see some of that play itself out, knocking down that three-point shot. He doesn't shoot it at a rate like everyone else does because he doesn't have to yet. But when I interviewed Zion last week, one of the things he talked about was coming back a different player next year and wanting to add something different to his game. And he referenced that, the ability to shoot the basketball. It's all going to come down to how hard, how hard he works at it because he's got so For much sure. incred- incredible, incredible talent. Antonio Daniels joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Um, okay. Let's, Let's say the Lakers are back healthy and whole. Uh, they're going to be the favorite. They're so good defensively. We don't know about Anthony Davis, but we can assume that he'll be back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you were a betting man, who's the biggest challenger to the Lakers specifically? Not just because how good they are, but because of the matchup. Are you talking about in the Western Conference or yes. as a whole? Western Conference. Ooh, toughy. That's a tough. You know, it's amazing, Doug, because I don't think that we give Utah the credit that they deserve. Sure. You know, how often does a team win 21 out of 22 games and they're not in the championship conversation? So I think with Utah, it comes down to a point where they have to prove it come playoff time. And, and for me, it's always been the Clippers. And I know it sounds crazy to say because Paul George has underachieved come playoff time, but out of everybody in the Western Conference, all of these teams that we talk about that may be a threat to LeBron and the Lakers, there's only one guy that has beat LeBron on that big stage, and that's Kawhi Leonard. And that, for me, LeBron James, the same way they said Michael Jordan may have had a mental advantage over so many different guys. LeBron James may have that mental advantage over a lot of guys, but there are certain guys in this league that have beat them on that bigger stage, and he does not have that mental advantage. Kevin Durant has done it. Steph Curry has done it. Kawhi Kawhi Leonard has done it. So, honestly, I would say the way currently constructed, 
if there's a team, if there is a team in the Western Conference that can beat the Lakers, I've got to go with the Clippers, not just because of Kawhi Leonard, but also the experience in adding Rajon Rondo as well. Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. I love the Rondo edition, and um, I, I'm not the biggest Rondo guy, but I know enough people in the league who have been around him. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, he's, he's brilliant, he, and it's, it's exactly what the Clippers needed, right? Like, they need a, an alpha point guard to keep everybody in line. And, he's, and in the meantime, like, as much as everybody likes Lou Williams, Lou's about Lou and getting buckets, and that's not what they need. They, they needed what Rondo provided. It was a really interesting trade. Right, and, and I love the trade. You know, I think Denver obviously won during the trade deadline. I feel like Chicago won eventually during the trade deadline. And I think that the Clippers got exactly what they wanted. Kawhi Leonard has been saying for quite some time now, I want a traditional point guard because he doesn't want to have to initiate the offense and finish the offense. Sometimes you need a guy that can initiate the offense, that can put the pieces of the puzzle together, that understand time, score, situation, what's needed and when it's needed. And Rajon Rondo was that guy. And he's a champion. He's proven. He's battle-tested. He's been here before. So there's not going to be a situation that the Clippers experienced that Rajon Rondo has not seen or been through. I love the addition. Uh, what's the likelihood the Warriors get back to being competitive at top of the league? Like, Clay's coming off a knee and an Achilles. And, and, look, I know it's never been about his explosiveness athletically, but, right. God, it's a lot. right? And they're just they're struggling to find – that fourth guy, like I like Weisman, but it makes him play very different. What's your, what's your, what are your thoughts? When you watch the Warriors, what are your thoughts on the possibility they get back to that level of competitiveness? I'm at a point now where I feel like we have to readjust our goggles to the Golden State Warriors. They had a great five-year run, and they have the best shooting backcourt in history. That, that's undeniable. No one can take that from them. They won three championships. You cannot take that from them. But where they are now, and not in particular where they are now, where the rest of the league is right now, we have to stop looking at Golden State like that team that won 73 games and like that team that won three championships. That They're not that same team anymore. Right. You know, the league is getting better. You look at some of the teams in the, in the Western Conference in particular that are younger and that are growing. You look at teams like Denver. You look at teams like Utah, who is the most road-defined team in this league, the Clippers, the Lakers. There was a time where Golden State was sitting atop this league, and it was unfair. It was unfair what Golden State had with those two guys, that shooting backcourt, with Kevin Durant, with, with Draymond Green. Now we have to readjust our, our, our goggles to who Golden State is today. And right now, I don't see that team being the championship team right now. I don't know. They draft well, and they've done it well. They've done it organically by drafting Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and James Wiseman. I get it. And a lot of it depends on James Wiseman's progression. But right now, I'm not at a point where I view Golden State, the Golden State Warriors, as a championship team right now, especially in the Western Telling you the best, man. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us right after your show. And uh, let's keep in touch. We'll talk to you very, very soon. For sure. Appreciate you, Doug. God bless you, brother. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What I would you not got? Leap Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you are great. Not good. Hope you are great. And you're having a great day. And you have a good big smile on your face. Let me look at that put em. Huh? There you go. Masters are underway. Uh, weather's fine there. I like when, uh, and I'm excited, right? Because now we're back to the regular new, it's not regular, it's the new golf schedule where it doesn't, they just, they kind of go major, 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 like we get this stuff done. So I'm I'm fired up now because we're, we're kind of, and it's weird because there's parts of the world that are, that are going back. I saw Ontario, uh, Canada, they're going back on lockdown, right? That stinks. Like here, I, I just saw in Los Angeles, there's a spot in LA where you can go, John, they have extra vaccines. So anybody 18 or older can walk up and, uh, and get vaccinated you know, up until Sunday with the Johnson and Johnson, the Johnson Johnson, you're done. Like that's it. Vaccinated. Boom. Out the door. Ramos, you got both, right? Did I, is that, you've gotten both? I got the Johnson and Johnson oh, on Johnson Saturday. Johnson. Yes. And any, any after effects? Of yes. A couple days I ha- yes. I had a fever and I had uh, body aches and uh, uh, nausea 
Um, but uh, and a little fatigue yesterday, actually. But I'm I'm not 100 percent, but I'm getting close. So it's okay. it's going going down, going away day by day. But you did your part. You got your vaccine. Yes, right? I was excited so. to get it. So I, I knew so, that might occur, as as everybody should always have the uh, thought that it could occur. And yeah. so uh, it wasn't anything surprising to me. I just hoped it didn't, but it did. So yeah. Well, now you, I mean, now you get back to licking microphones. <laughs> I'm really close to weird, this one right now. It's a weird uh, thing that you do. I'm well, not weird. Weird's a negative connotation. It's different. We all agree, John's different. The, the licking of doorknobs and microphones is a bit excessive, but he's somebody who wants to fight off germs, so he's okay collecting them. That's that's uh, that that's the big thing. So Ramos says he got a little bit of fever, uh, didn't feel so hot, but now he's back and better than ever. And look, and man, have you lost weight? I mean, he looks amazing too. Wow. Why, thank out. you. I mean, he's working out. He's, he's pretty special. All right, so Masters is underway. People are getting vaccinated. And if, again, if you know about this golf schedule, you're like, ooh, now you can kind of get excited because remember how it works is, is different now. You got the Masters now, then the PGA, which used to be last. It's at Kewa Island, which is amazing, uh, in South Carolina. That's in May. So it goes Masters, PGA, and there's then there's like just a month in between. And then PGA to U.S. Open, and then U.S. Uh, US Open to the Open Championships. So it's like... April, May, June, early July, and then we're done with majors. So it's it's very different than the schedule before, and they do the majors come on quite quickly. We'll get you an update half past the hour. You know, <laughs> I was watching the I was watching the Angels play the other day, and Gavin uh, Kinzel and I, Gavin's producing this here debacle. Uh, we're both Angel fans. Byers a Brewer fan, and of course Ramos is a is a resident Dodger fan. And so I was watching the angels and I was like, you know, there, there are things that the angels are actually good at procuring, right? Like whatever they did to recruit Shohei Otani, that worked when they drafted Mike Trout, granted several GMs ago, like that worked. There are some pieces that worked. And then I was watching this Sunday. If you guys watch Sunday night baseball this week, Otani hit a ball that hasn't landed yet. And he's throwing a hundred off the bump. He's up three, nothing. He throws a wild pitch that bases loaded. That becomes three, one. Then he strikes out the batter, but it's a pass ball. Uh, and the throw is low and gets through the first baseman's le- uh, legs at first base. That's three, two. Then they wheel and throw it home. He catches it, but it's too late. And he lands on the runner and rolls his ankle. That's three, three. And he had to come out of the game. And I was like, man, that's the most angels thing ever. They end up winning the game late in a walk-off, but that's not really the point. The point is, here you have this young superstar just off of uh, missing a year as far as a pitcher uh, with Tommy John, and he's pitching great, and he lands on a dude's ankle because your catcher can't catch the ball, and neither can your first baseman when he tries to throw it down to first base. But there are things that the Angels are good at. There are things that the, the Cowboys have been an outstanding drafting team, especially early in the draft. And I saw this story. It's like, Jerry Jones has fallen in love with Kyle Pitts. Who hasn't? Like Kyle Pitts is you know, 6'6", 240, runs a 4'4". Crazy, crazy talented tight end in this in this draft. Um, so Chris Mortensen, who's close to Jerry and those guys, quote, I figure he's going to have to trade up to get Kyle Pitts. Um, he doesn't need Tony Romo, but he has Dak Prescott. He spent $40 million a year on Dak Prescott, so why not go get Kyle Pitts? Or if he actually falls to 10, you couldn't rule him out. My point is that 
Kyle Pitts sounds like it, but it's like C.D. Lamb. Did they need C.D. Lamb last year, or did they need a defensive player or several defensive players in the first round? Or trade out of that and get to the second round? Now, now look, if, if he falls, if Kyle Pitts falls to 10, great, take him. And But remember, this is a team that allowed the most points in franchise history in 2020, 473. And they had the second worst run defense in the NFL, allowing 158.8 yards per game. Six of the Cowboys' eight free agents additions have been on the defensive side of the ball. So they've identified the problem, so have we, and they're trying to fix it. But to not fix it with any youth and just get another weapon for Dak Prescott is interesting. Quote, uh, I think it's clearly, you look at it, our team from 2010, 2020, 2021, the largest change is, is clearly on defense. It's something we felt we was needed. I'm not going to say across the board, but clearly it's my vision of the football team and how I see the football team competing to be consistent because consistency puts you in a place to win championships. And it's obvious that my primary focus is defense. God, that is a long-winded statement where he says nothing, only we got to fix our defense. Can I read this again for you? Like, Ramos, listen to this. Well, I think it's clearly, if you look at our team from 2020 to 2021, the largest change is clearly on defense. It's something we felt we needed. I'm not going to say across the board, but it's clearly my vision of the football team to see how I see a football team competing to be consistent because consistency puts you in a place to win championships. It's obvious my primary focus is defense. All he had to say was, we need to fix the defense. We weren't as good as we need to be last year. We need to fix defense. Instead, he goes into one of those classic coaching answers where you're talking to yourself in circles. But, you know, it's like, let's see who else is available. I love the idea of a Kyle Pitts at 10. If you can get far and away the best tight end and he's still available at 10, but the likelihood he's not. And if you're the Cowboys, do you think about moving down? We need as me- we need more youth. We need more speed because they have some very good individual pieces. I don't think anybody would argue that they have, and they've spent a ton of resources on the offensive side of the ball. Remember last year, Amari Cooper, over $100 million given in a contract. Ezekiel Elliott, huge contract. Tyron Smith, huge contract. Zach Martin, Layla Collins, huge contracts. Dak Prescott, huge contracts. What they need to do is, like Mike McCarthy said, fix the defense, but also need to continue to load up the, the offensive line. Yes, if Pitt's there, I mean, he's so highly rated, I think you'd be crazy not to take him. And maybe if all it takes is a fourth or a fifth round pick to move up, you'd, you'd consider it. But you start getting to multiple picks and exchanging first or whatever, and you start to look at the, the, the level of productivity, I don't know, it's really hard to think that somebody's going to let you move up and, and jump them in the draft, and then you're going to use all those resources for a tight end considering all the resources you spent on all the other pass catchers in, the, in, in on your team. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Charles Robinson joins us, senior NFL reporter covering the National Football League. Of course, you can listen to his podcast. It's a really, really good one. What's your reaction to Darnold going to Carolina this week? Um, I, you know, I think it's a good deal. I think it's a good deal for both sides. You, I talked to people of the Jets, and, you know, what was interesting was inside that franchise um, – they were saying the same things privately that they were saying publicly. They weren't killing him. You know, I think they, they, there are people in the building that felt like he still had a lot of ability and, and there was still a ceiling there that had not been reached. 
but that he had been dramatically impacted by the last couple of seasons, you know, not only being coached by Adam Gase, but, you know, just the construction of the team around him, the punishment he took that, you know, his, his confidence suffered for it and that they just felt like he needed a fresh start. And the picks that they got the second, the fourth, the sixth, I don't think they were going to do any better than that. And for the Panthers, I think when David Tepper, the owner, decided, you know, look, we're, we're definitely out of this Deshaun Watson situation, given everything that's going on there, um, you know, the coaching staff wanted um, a veteran option, someone who had had, um, you know, starting experience, you know, to come in and, and still had, you know, could be someone who could be coached and developed. And, and Darnold was a cheap option that, you know, with a short window, a one- to two-year window for them, that they could take a look at him, and if it didn't work, you know, they feel like they could build out the team enough that maybe they could get a veteran in a year or two, you know, if, if Darnold doesn't really materialize the way that they hope he does with coaching. What do they do with uh, Bridgewater in the meantime? Well, he'll, I mean, he's, he's going to be allowed to, if he can find a suitor, if he can find someone out there, I think, you know, he'd have to restructure salary for 2021, but if he can find a suitor, um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a very cheap, um, trade deal. And so I think, you know, George Payton having taken over, um, with the Denver Broncos after a considerable amount of time in Minnesota's front office and being part of, of drafting Bridgewater years ago could, it, it makes, it's a, it's a match that makes sense because Denver's looking for, a veteran quarterback option aside from Drew Locke in case, you know, Drew Locke doesn't turn the corner that they hope he does. Um, and, you know, if, if not in Denver, I think Carolina is open to, you know, Bridgewater potentially coming back next season, but just not at the cap number that he's currently at. So I think if they can't find a trade suitor, it's, I think the likelihood is that he would be cut and then, you know, he would be able to basically hunt around for, whatever his, his best option and best contract scenario would be. I, San Francisco is another team that I think could use an alternative at the quarterback situation. I mean, even even with Garoppolo in the fold, even with the rookie, you know, they're going to take it number three. I, I still think San Francisco might look at, at Bridgewater and maybe then offload Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo uploaded to New England? I, I still think New England makes a lot of sense. I, I would not rule out Houston um, because Nick Casario, even yep. though they bring in Tyrod Taylor um, and, they, and there is some additional quarterback depth there, um, I, you know, I, do I think they're going to be able to deal Deshaun Watson? No, I don't. But do I think Deshaun Watson is going to play in 2021? I have my doubts. I, I, I think this is going down a road right now with Deshaun Watson. There's a very realistic chance that at the very least, you know, he's set aside on the commissioner's exempt list at some point soon. And and then, you know, you're looking at a situation where there could be a personal conduct, you know, policy suspension in, in 2021 or a portion of 2021. So, uh, you know, I would think just from the standpoint of familiarity, I think New England is, is the landing spot. And, and I think Houston's also another landing spot. But I, I don't think those are the only ones. I, I still think there are other teams out there that believe that Jimmy Garoppolo has, you know, talent to be a starting quarterback in the league. All right, let's get to the Deshaun thing, okay? Um, you know, like, obviously, some sponsors are starting to either bail or go like, well, let me just wait to see where this thing goes. Um, even if not charged with a crime, it's obviously done a substantial amount of uh, damage to the perception of Deshaun Watson, where he was squeaky, squeaky clean and beloved by, by everyone in the league going back, you know, two months ago, maybe even a month ago. 
Um, okay, so what? What? What are you hearing? Like what? I don't even. I don't even know how we proceed. It's just like so much waiting, and then it's being played out in, in public between these two lawyers, kind of going back and forth. What are you hearing in regards to Deshaun? Well, I, I think if you pay attention to what the lawyers are saying, particularly Rusty Harden, which is Deshaun Watson's defense attorney, you know, he's, he's put statements out there, and none of them has he ever um, claimed that, you know, contact between Deshaun Watson and, and, you know, these massage therapists didn't take place. He keeps reiterating, you know, Deshaun didn't force himself, you know, didn't coerce, didn't... Um, intimidate anyone into doing anything that they didn't want to do. Well, that's a very specific form of language, basically saying, hey, this is two adults in the middle of an interaction. Nobody did anything they didn't want to do. And so if anything did take place, it was consensual. That's what he's suggesting right now. Now, you know, there's a lot of wrangling going on. The the attorney, uh, Rusty Harden, Deshaun's attorney today, filed a motion asking the court, and the court accepted a, a basically an emergency hearing on Friday where he wants all the, the, the civil accusers' names revealed. Because right now it's Jane Doe times 22. Two of the women have attached their names um, to their, their civil allegations. But, you know, he wants all 20, and he's basically saying, look, none of these women are minors. And so under Texas law, there's no protection there in a, in a civil suit scenario where women can hide behind a pseudonym. And... So, you know, that that's going to be hammered out on Friday. But, I, you know, I think to say this has spiraled out of control since March 16th for Deshaun Watson is, to put it mildly, you know, to go from one accusation to now 22, a Houston Police Department investigation into a criminal complaint. The NFL is investigating. That's a lot. I mean, that's a tidal wave that's really coming at him. And then, again, you know, you're not getting from Deshaun Watson's side hey, we don't even know, you know, he, he, maybe these women don't even exist, that, you know, he never met them or these, you know, these uh, encounters never even took place. You're not really hearing that from his side. So um, it's going to be messy. It was going to be messy from the start. But I, I think what's germane to his football career, at least right now, and Roger Goodell and the potential exemplist situation is that when Nike backs away and says, hey, you know what, we're going to suspend things. Like, we don't, we feel... We feel queasy enough about this at this situation. We feel like we have to suspend this. And then you have others, you know, Beats by Dre, owned by Apple. Um, you know, NRG, um, or Reliant Energy in Houston, HEB, a big, you know, grocery store chain. All these, these endorsers saying, yeah, we're not involved with Deshaun Watson anymore. It puts pressure on the league because now you're saying, well, why, why are the corporate standards of these sponsors who have business relationships right. with them? What what why is the league now fine with what's going on or at least saying, hey, we don't feel the need to do something, but the sponsors do. So um, just remember that standard for the for the league in terms of this exempt list, which is just a timeout, it's paid, it's paid leave, is do you think there's a possibility that there was a um, an infraction of the personal conduct policy? Now, possibility. I would ask you, Greg. I mean, I mean, I would just say, um, you know, just look at the look at the overall totality of of what's been brought to the table here. Do you think there's a possibility that something has been violated? Yes. And Doug, by the way, not Greg. That's okay. My brother's name's Greg. It happens to me all the time. It's not a problem. My dad's a Doug. Greg, wait, Jane, get in here. Twenty-two, twenty-two. You know, civil suits 
a criminal complaint that's been filed and enough that's gone back and forth in terms of the statements between the lawyers, I think there's enough traction there for the league to go. Is there a possibility that that Deshaun Watson, there was some violation of of the personal conduct policy here? You know, I I do think there's enough information at, at hand for the NFL to make some kind of determination. And if there isn't, I think, Doug... I think the the league has to establish what that standard then is. If this isn't it, best guess. He does he play football this year? I don't. I really. I I want to stay far away from making that. You know, making that assumption. Okay, but here's, I, I don't, here's, I don't here's want, a better. Here's a, here's a better one. You don't have to say as I can. It is fair, at least, to wonder if he plays football this year. It's fair to wonder if he plays football ever again. I, I think he plays football again. I don't know. I'm not completely sure. I'm really not sure he plays football this season. Is that are the are these fair statements to to make? I, as far as 2021 is is concerned, um, I would say that that is what is in in jeopardy right now. I, would, I think it's fair to question whether or not 2021 is in jeopardy, and and the reason why I say that is you have teams that were interested in trading for him. Yep. And the the teams that did their due diligence to at least figure out whether they think there is 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 uh, something's in jeopardy here sure seem to feel it. Particularly when you talk about the Carolina Panthers, who really wanted Deshaun Watson a great deal and absolutely I think would have been a front runner in trade negotiations if this never comes to bear. I think you know that's that's if not the team where he lands, they are pressing up the price. On Deshaun Watson, for them to suddenly, after the Houston Police Department uh, says, "Yeah, we're investigating a criminal complaint," to go, you know what? No, now we're to the point now where we just think there's there's too much jeopardy here. There's too much to to onload um, with with a deal. They certainly believed that 2021 was in jeopardy. So yeah. I, I think that's a pretty decent standard. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Kyle Pitts is sitting out there, and there's rumors that that the Cowboys are infatuated with Kyle Pitts, which it's another toy for Jerry. And he's, he's like an X-Men character, right? Like he's ridiculous <laughs> off the charts. But their defense sucks. I know they tried to make some adjustments here in terms of uh, personnel and scheme. Uh, and they've, they've, they've used their free agency money to, to make some adjustments there. Isn't that where, or the offensive line, where, where this should be invested considering they have plenty of skill position players? I don't. I. I mean, you. You have to tell me that. I mean, someone gets sacrificed offensively. I mean, because you listen. You cannot pay your quarterback forty million dollars. You can't pay your running back sixteen million dollars. You can't pay a wide receiver twenty million dollars. And then, you know, Michael Gallup is another wide receiver who's going to have to be paid. Okay, well, you're going to cut him loose. You're just going to deal him because you can't pay him. Um, if not Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb. So you have Ceedee Lamb in the fold now on a rookie contract. You're going to cut Michael Gallup. Like someone, at some point, there needs to be a, a, a salary adjustment somewhere. I would tend to say that people who think Ezekiel Elliott's overpaid, it's accurate. I think he has a bad contract now. I think when they signed him, it, it, it was already leaning toward a bad contract because he's running back. But, you know, that's a, that's a contract that I think, you know, their, their cap is very, as you said, extremely weighted heavily into offensive pieces, particularly singular offensive pieces. So, um, the offensive line not looked good, and, and that was because a number of players were injured. You now have to question, you know, okay, how health, the health factor of the offensive line, is it going to start to 
to, you know, fiddle with some of these pieces, some of these, these mainstays that have been on the offensive line. There probably needs to be some depth investment there. And as you said, I mean, defensively, you, you have to spend some money there wisely. Um, you, you signed Jalen Smith at the linebacker spot. It's a different contract than what you would have given Byron Jones, but I think looking back, you probably would have signed the corner and let the linebacker go. And, right. um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, very good player. Is he a $20 million defensive end? He's a very, you know, he's a very good player. I don't know if he's a $20 million defensive end, but, um, you know, I, I, it's just hard for me to believe that that's Kyle Pitts becomes the investment when you, at that point you're just deciding we got to win games. Kansas City Chiefs style, 45, you know, we have to score 45 points every single game when we go out and just, you know, blow teams out. That's, that's how we're going to invest. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Charles Robinson, our guest, senior NFL uh, reporter, writer, extraordinaire, and has a great podcast with Yahoo Sports. Kind enough to spend some some time with us here. Okay, so San Francisco, who's the pick at three? I mean, you know, look, every indication is that it's Mac Jones. Um, I am of the mind, though, that if you've spent enough time with Kyle Shanahan, there is, and, and I mean this in the most positive possible sense, there's an arrogance there as a, as a head coach where it's difficult to just simply look at Kyle Shanahan's past and go, oh, okay, well, you know, Kirk Cousins, okay, great. He, he maximized, got a lot out of Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan, got a lot out of Matt Ryan. He does really well with the quarterbacks who tend to be either shotgun or more kind of, you know, just standard pocket passer types, not off-script necessarily guy. And Mac Jones fits more in that. Good touch, not really an off-script guy, more of a pocket guy. But I would say that Kyle Shanahan kind of falls in that Sean Payton zip code where post-Drew Brees, Sean Payton starts to look at Taysom Hill, and we're all going, what? Like, that guy, like, okay, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But when you talk to Sean Payton about what attracted him to Taysom Hill, it was, hey, this is what a lot of quarterbacks look like going forward. They can do off script. They can run. They can, you know, they don't necessarily look like Drew Brees has looked for me for a really long time. And I think that Shanahan's that way. I think if he's going to sit there and he sees something in Trey Lance or Justin Fields and says, this guy just brings a higher ceiling, more tools, more to work with, more that I can coach and improve than Mac Jones does. I wouldn't rule out Mac Jones not being the pick at number three, but you know, other teams. Okay. So I'll give you a good example of Panthers. Right. Definitely. They believe that Mac Jones was the pick at number three. And I think that Mac Jones would have been someone that the Panthers would have been interested in at eight. But you know, once that deal got made, I think they were like, okay, he's off the board. So um, a lot of teams are, are they clearly are of the mind that Kyle Shanahan's going to take the guy who most resembles the players he's been able to maximize in the past. But I look, man, Kyle is a, he's his own cat. He's a lot like Mike was. He has a stubbornness to him and an arrogance to him that makes him believe he can succeed and build players into, you know, anything he wants. And if he sees a tool set with, say, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, I, I can't ignore that that could be the pick at three. No, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, Kyle does know more than a lot of people, but are, are we to the point where he thinks he knows too much and gets a little too cute, right? We see it with play calling all the time. You get a little too cute. 
you get a little too cute with picking a quarterback where Justin Fields or Trey Lance has the more upside. You got a guy who could be there for a year. Or do you go with a guy who's, you know, singles and doubles and, and fits? Um, it is, it, it's well, just, go ahead. And then let me ask you this, too. I mean, he just had an experience with a Jimmy Garoppolo who was not the most, I mean, he's not, he's not what you would consider, uh, at least not what I would consider, the next wave of quarterbacks type guy. You know, I, I, would, I would put him in sort of the, you know, the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins sort of mold, the, maybe the Jared Goff kind of mold. I, I wouldn't put him in the, you know, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Josh Allen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that class. So, maybe, you know, I, I don't think we can discount that he has looked at Jimmy Garoppolo and looked at how offenses are functioning and maybe says, hey, you know, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the, you know, maybe I need to change a little bit too and, and continue to move my offense forward into quarterbacks who can do a little more off-script stuff, a little more creativity than, than the quarterbacks I've dealt with in the past. I, I do think that Kyle Shanahan is more of a forward-looking offensive mind than, than people – I don't know. I guess he gets a lot of credit for that. So I don't want to say that people give him credit for it. But no, no, he, um, he, has, he has plenty of credit. Yeah, the, the question is, like, if he's Kirk Cousins, you know, and and like that or a Matt Schaub or whatever or, or a Matt Ryan, and he's like, that's the kind of guy I work with best and that's what I want. I mean, I, you know, who's to say what pick is too high if you get the right guy? But, man, the NFL sure seems to be trending to guys uh, like that, that, that play like other people. Yeah, well, I mean, what's, uh, of course, obviously, Brady, fa- I mean, you, you, how many of those guys that you just described, okay, Matt Ryan played in a Super Bowl, you know, probably should have won the Super Bowl, didn't, didn't win the Super Bowl. You know, Kirk Cousins never come close, you know, to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, Matt Schaub's, you know, a guy that even at his best prior to injuries was never going to get near, you know, a Super Bowl. I mean, you, you can, there's, I think there's no question that Kyle can work with you know, quarterbacks with above-average talent and get a lot of statistics out of those guys, get statistical success. But, you know, I think we're also to the point now where if we're not recognizing that, you know, NFL an NFL quarterback has to bring more to the table than just some statistical success. I mean, you know, Brady's a pocket guy, but to a man, you go and talk to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and they tell you all these things about Brady's mentality that changed you know, how they looked at, at winning and losing and, and, you know, practicing and, you know, um, just having discipline, you know, within that team. And let's not forget, Brady also onboarded Rob Gronkowski, onboarded Antonio Brown, he onboarded Leonard Fournette, wanted to be there because he was there. You know, that helped win that Super Bowl. So sure. um, I don't know that any of the other guys you just named are the types that, are either you know the next wave of quarterbacks who can do a lot and be transformative on the field, or in the locker room are just such unbelievable leaders that that for whatever reason people line up behind them and say, "I want to be here." And this, I believe the message that this guy sells. Really quickly, I got like thirty seconds. Julian Edelman's knee is still nagging him, but is this just a way to get out of New England? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I, I I'll 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 believe him, you know, that his knee's not feeling great, but you know, I, I don't know. New England I think New England's a tougher place to be for those, you know, the the former wave of guys than than people really understand. So I'll, I'll believe they tell him. He needs a little humidity. Like it's really <laughs> Bill, they they said humidity is good for the knee. 
That's what they said. They said playing on natural grass, good for the knee. You know anywhere that's more humid? Playing grass. Oh, hey, Tom's <laughs> I, down in Tampa. Did you? Did you? I, I, yeah. I didn't know. I, just, I know Rob Gronkowski told us up and down, like how his health and you know, oh, I just was so beat up and I could never play. I just felt better not playing football. And the second Tom was out of New England, Rob was like, "Hey, I, I feel fine. Feel good. <laughs> feel good. Best I've ever felt." But you just, you just ne- never. Never, never mind. Great, great stuff as always. Uh, check out his podcast, Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports. Charles, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.